The following is an unpaid program. Welcome to the Unpaid Programming Podcast. I'm Craig Horlbeck. And I'm Sam Skolnick. You may be hearing music in the background, but it's not our fault. Yeah, it's, there's, a, there's a festival going on down the street. Uh, we live uh, right near Crown Heights. And, uh, you know, they're having like a fest, like some sort of some, Jamaican festival. Some Jamaican celebratory festival. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't stop us. We're going to power through We're it. power on through. This episode has been brought to you by Good Weather. Yeah, it's been great in yeah. the past week. So we figured pleasant enough would sponsor us, and they were pleasant enough to do that. Yeah, they they contacted us. They were like, "Sam Craig, we love your podcast. We just want to get uh, we, we want to let let, uh, let good weather sponsor your podcast." As you know, uh, this is our third episode of Unpaid Programming, where we um, you know discuss our ideas and our ascent to massive stardom <laughs> in New York City. As young, fresh college grads. Yeah. Yeah, and we, uh, it, so we talk about anything that we thought about this week, and, uh... It's a weekly wrap-up of our minds. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's get going. Okay, um, th- I have something. I-, I just wanted to get your take on what Colin Kaepernick is doing. Oh, my God. Well, okay, here we go. Well, first, say what he's doing. Oh, so Colin Kaepernick, if, <laughs> if... Everybody who's listening doesn't already know. Who is he? He's a quarterback for the 49ers, the San Francisco 49ers of the National Football League. And he sat down during the uh, National Anthem twice now for this this past game and the, the game before. And everybody's freaking out about it. So, I, I mean... Why did he sit down, though? You know, for uh, he did it for, for black rights. For like, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for like that thing, yeah. Um, no, I think I I don't. It doesn't really bother me because uh, the everybody everybody's saying that you know he's he's uh, disrespecting the the freest country in the world, which first off isn't necessarily true, but second off. If it's the if it's so free, why can't he sit down? Why isn't he free to sit down during the national anthem? Well, one thing that bothers me is people are like, "Well, he has the right to sit down." That's not in dispute. Yeah, yeah you're obviously that it is a free country. Yes, you can sit down. That yeah. shouldn't be the argument whether he's allowed to sit down or not. Yeah, you're allowed to sit down. Yeah, exactly. But that's the argument for, I mean, that's arguments so stupid that I've to seen me. for both sides. It's ridiculous. It's, it shouldn't yeah. be like, oh, is he allowed to stand? Yeah, that Obviously, he's allowed to stand or sit. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the real scenario should be, is is he doing it for a good cause? Is what he's doing making a difference? Is yeah. it just buzz? Yeah, I agree. But uh, I don't know. I personally don't really like the guy. I obviously don't know him. Mm-hmm. But uh, he bothers me. I've always heard that his teammates never liked him. Uh, he didn't get along with the front office of the Niners. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I can't disrespect what he's doing. I heard him talk about it, and he, he had a pretty convincing argument. You know, yeah. he didn't sound like a complete moron. Like he, yeah, he said well, I mean, some smart things. At least he's doing. I mean, he's doing it for a reason that he knows why he's doing it. 
Yeah. Because some people, some people get to a point where they're just kind of doing it. They're doing something because they think it's it's some, something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like they just kind of follow. They sheep. They sheep about it. Yeah, and some people think that he's probably doing this because he's declining as a player. His fame is is slipping. He's going a little crazy. Yeah. If you look at the dude's Twitter and Instagram, you're like, whoa, man. Like this is weird. Mm. But in a vacuum, what he's doing as a football player sitting down to protest black rights, I don't, re- I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's made. I mean, it's causing a lot of causing a lot of buzz and probably some good buzz if it's you know shedding light on this on this issue even more. I mean, he's somebody who's in the spotlight, and anybody who's in the spotlight who can make a difference, I don't really have a problem with it. You know, good for him. Yeah, I think it. I I don't know anything about the guy other than uh, when he first was drafted, they went, you know, got really close to going to the Super Bowl. They went to the Super Bowl? They did. They did, yeah. And that was, yeah, a few, you know, three, four years ago. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I know about the I never liked the guy in, in interviews. He just didn't, he just felt very self-absorbed. and. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean... But, I mean, like, if we go if we go into like that kind of thing, he was drafted or was he drafted early? I, I don't know too no. much about him, no. But I mean, if you go in and you you are now a starting quarterback, which means you're top thirty two quarterbacks in I mean at least in the the National Football League in the world, you gotta have you gotta have some sort of ego to you. I mean, yeah. it, it's gotta boost your ego at least. Yeah. It just is a bummer because I respect what he's doing in a sense, but I, I it's it's weird because I, I thought the guy was kind of a jerk, mm-hmm. and now it's like I'm I'm caught between is he doing this for publicity because he's not good anymore, or is he doing this because he is believes in it? Maybe it's a little bit of both. Yeah, could be, but as far as I like <clears throat> the extent of my knowledge to it is he's doing it for a good cause. So, so you're down with it? I'm I I'm really like. I, I respect it. You respect it. I respect it. <laughs> and then people would say like, "Oh, you respect the his that he's disrespecting the country by going by sitting down during the national anthem." And I say, "Is it that big of a deal?" No. It's the same thing like when at the ESPYS, like when LeBron, Carmelo, Chris Paul, and Dwayne Wade came out. And they stood there before the SBs and they talked about equal rights and all this stuff. And it was cool, like good for them for doing that, but I don't really think it changed anything. Yeah, it's it's all about kind of, I think the the whole idea behind it is just getting word out. But what? And it's I mean they're Did using, we not know about it before then? I mean we did, but maybe like other people didn't. Like people who don't I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, wake up don't. in the morning and people go about a day. Up. I know people. I mean, it does make sense. I think that most people should definitely know about it, but they're just, you know, they're promoting the cause in the way that they can with the most, uh, you know, I mean, in the SBS, uh, you know, the most viewers that they can get at one time. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, again. I, I respect it. It's yeah. It's just like, but it almost seems now like something you have to do as an African-American athlete or somebody who is at a high stature of fame. It's just almost something you have to do and get out of the way. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's like you do it just to be like, yeah, you know, I support it. Of course I do. 
blah, blah, blah. There should be a difference made. And then once you do it, it kind of just comes and goes. And then you can just be lumped into a group of all the other people that have also spoken out because you're supposed to do it. It's like something you're supposed to support. Not that it's a bad thing to support, and I'm sure LeBron and Carmelo do, but what are they really doing about it besides that speech? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They could be doing other things like, you know, like uh, donating money or, 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 I don't know. Like, what are, what is there to do? Really? I don't know. I wish there was more to do. Maybe there is. Maybe there is. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 always tough because you're always because the the idea behind it is like, if you don't say anything, you're just as bad as the people who are against it, or whatever that that system of belief. Yeah, is. like you're considered a non-supporter if you just don't say anything. Yeah. But then, so what? You just say anything just to so people can say, "Oh, look, LeBron supported it." Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah, it kind of sucks because even if even if somebody's not at the capacity to even help in the, in a cause at all, they are kind of forced to just say something about it, whether they have somebody prepare a statement, whether they do it themselves, to just try to support it no matter what, because otherwise they can be uh, looked down upon for not even doing anything. I know. And they'll, I mean, whether they have a stance or not, they're forced to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And then I don't really know if they can even do anything about it. Does it really help that they stood up there on that stage and said, you know, people are being disrespected and we need to fix that? I agree. But I don't know. I want to see action be taken by it's them. A, it's, it's, I mean, it's easy for, I mean, not easy, but it's like, it's for us, in, like for us specifically, it's, like it doesn't make sense to us because we're like obviously, but but they're trying to get people who watch these types of like the SBs and stuff like that who have the opposite point of view. I'm trying to change their minds. trying to change their minds because for us we're like we're like what's the point of you doing this because it's obviously something that we need to change. But there are people who have the opposite viewpoint as us. Yeah, but I'm in the mindset to where people don't change their opinions. Yeah, I mean people do. I don't think it's I very mean, rare. What guys sitting at home? Watches Carmelo Anthony talk about how black people are being disrespected in the United States. And this guy, who completely disagrees, sees that and goes, hmm, you know what? I'm going to change my opinion. <laughs> no way. I, yeah. It's it's tough. It's it like, seems futile. It just seems like a publicity stunt to say you did it. I mean, it's sort of like the, the guns control issue, the gun controls issues. It's like... It's like obviously there needs to be a change, but people who are already who already have guns, who who value them, who use them for recreations, whatever, they're like, don't take away my guns. Oh, sorry, that was. Why'd you do a southern I accent? <laughs> I needed to protect my family. Ooh, I needed to protect my family. I needed to protect me and to protect my family. Jim Jeffries. He's a comedian. Um, yeah, he's a great comedian. Um. But yeah, like they're like, they're like, it's like you're taking something away from them. And then in that, in their mind, it's like, I mean, not in their mind. It's a part of the constitution, the right to bear arms. But that was written 200 years ago. That was written 200 years ago. And where, when they had muskets that took 45, no, not 45 seconds, like probably two to three minutes to reload. Cocaine used to be prescribed for people who would go to psychology. Witches were burned. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, wh- 
You know, we don't have to get into that, yeah. but it's, it's hard to transition out of this to something fun, so I'm going to take a bite of this pretzel, and it'll be our transition. Oh, okay. So I had this fun idea. <laughs> I like that sound. That that sound could uh, be uh, it could be a foley for like a, a film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, foley for a film, for somebody who's trying to eat something when it's really quiet, like in our anyway. Why wouldn't they just actually eat it in the film and then they because it's hard that. to get it's hard to get um, isolated sound like that in a in a, the environment of the filming. That's true. Okay, do you want to hear my fun idea? Yeah, what's your fun idea? Okay, it's a van that somebody that a company drives around in, and they pick up people and they take them from their house to their party, and they allow people to pregame in the van. It's a pregame van. Right, right. We, okay, yeah, I remember this. But go ahead. What? Okay, fight it. I'm not fighting it. It's unbeatable. It's it's a great idea. Try try and disprove why it would work because you it's, can't. <laughs> It's a great idea. I completely agree. But? But it's what's the difference between that, limousines, party buses, stuff like that? Exactly. That's why it can work. But it's affordable. Yeah. So it's just like a Suburban. Yeah. A Suburban, uh, a van. We were saying like they had t- uh, Chrysler Town and Countries where they they have like that pop-up table. Yeah. And the, and the, the bucket seats spin around. The difference between the party van and the, and the, the limo is those fit. You know, the party van can fit 30 people. The limo can fit 15. You mean the party bus? Party bus can fit 30 people. The limo can fit 15 to 20. This is for, like, if you and your three bros want to go out. Yeah, so it's like Uber party. Yeah, because it's like everyone doesn't want to spend money at a bar because it's way too much money to get, you know, if you want to get drunk. Mm -hmm. But also, you don't want to just sit at your house, chug eight beers, and then take a 40-minute subway. Yeah. So my idea is it's for a, you know, maybe... We figure out the money situation later, but it can't does, be that much. It's almost like an Uber price. Does the the vehicle does not provide the alcohol? No, I think it's you just, could run into some red flags there. Yeah, it's just a it's a vehicle that you can bring and consume alcohol in. Correct, and there perhaps would have to be a sectional between the driver and the passengers. Yeah, like a partition, like a limo, mm-hmm. and it allows you to steadily drink on your way to where you're going. I think that's a fantastic idea. Right? I haven't thought of a good name for it yet, but I, I really do think it's a solid idea, and I would use it. Yeah, all the people at Uber, all the people at Think Lyft of all the people going listening. to a concert that are like, you know, try to sneak in a water bottle in their pants, or they, yeah. all this stuff, you know, you can't drink on the subway there, so it's like, take the part, the pregame van. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all the people at, you know, of the millions of people listening to this podcast, uh, all the people at Uber, Lyft, um, hit us up you know if you want to work out a deal you, you know to have this idea you know have your lawyers con contact us about what an incredibly horrible liability this may be yeah but i i don't see it and i I'm, don't see it if we get if we get a partition if we get a if we get a partition in between the driver and the in the then the how cab? is it different than a limo because you can drink in a limo yeah exactly perfect there's no more there's no more uh talking about this needed it's it's a great idea it should happen if you have any good names for what this van should be called tweet me at craig horlbeck too yeah and just just put mine in there too so i'm included <laughs> at sam underscore skolnick yeah because I, I, I there needs to be like a good punny name that that works yeah something anyway um, yeah that, that, i think that was the best thought that entered my mind this week yeah that was great um 
I had a uh, I had something happen to me t- this week mm-hmm. that I was I w- it wasn't bad but it wasn't good and I was just like interested by it. I was walking and uh, a couple guys who were trying to sell their hip hop mixtapes on the street come up to me. I have my headphones in and I'm I can kind of hear them but I'm just choosing to ignore them. So I just keep walking. One of them is is shorter than me, and he comes and he's like kind of following me. He's like, "Hey, big man! Hey, big man! Hey, big man! Hey, big man!" Until I finally like pulled out my headphones and was like, "What's up?" Anyway, that's the part that I want to talk about. He's shorter than me, but calling me big man. So like, is he actually calling me a big man? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't understand. Like you, like like calling people big man boss stuff like that it works it works like when your older sister's boyfriend comes over and he's like hey big man how's it going or your your you know or like your older relatives like what's up big man but like when the person is physically smaller than you yeah i feel like it doesn't hold up he's small he was smaller than me yeah so you are bigger than him hence you are big man yeah that makes sense to me. Yeah, exactly. But so what's the problem? I feel like, but the way he was saying it was like, I, I f- feel like he thought he was just like, he was saying it like he was saying it as if he was the uncle and you were the little nephew. Yeah, but 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 it felt like he was like just seriously calling me big man. So not like uncle nephew. Not like uncle nephew. So you thought that he was <laughs> describing your size. <laughs> I mean, not actually. But I mean, because obviously he was saying he was calling me big man, just like, like he was the uncle and I was the nephew. But it 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 kind of bothered me that you were bigger than him and he acknowledged it. Yeah, no, no, that he thought because he, I don't think he was actually calling me big man. Like, hey, big man, hey, you're a big man. I think he was saying it. He was saying it like he's the uncle and I'm the nephew in this situation. Okay. But I was physically bigger than him. And that's what bothered you. That's what bothered me. That it's you, like it's like when people call you boss. I don't like it when people call me boss because you're not a boss. Yeah, and it's like they're trying. They're like, what's the word? They're like uh, patronizing me. Okay, now I see. Okay, I, now we're getting into what. Uh, okay, okay. You, All right. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. It's like when. Yeah, it's like when your dad calls you champ or like big. I mean, stuff like that. <laughs> when your mom's boyfriend calls you champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it feels patronizing. Yeah, but it's odd because he was littler than you. So yeah. why the would he be patronizing you? Yeah, exactly. The whole situation was just kind of weird to me. Well, know? perhaps a phrase like that is easier to like accept. Like it's more inviting. Yeah. Like, you know, would you rather have a guy, like, if a guy was bigger than you and he was selling you his mixtape, would you want him to say, yo, little man? You'd be like, aw. Yeah. Don't call me I wouldn't want man. that either. I just think... Big man is more of like a, what's up, dude? Yo, what's this, up, big man? I guess this boils down to, I don't like people coming up with nicknames for me when they don't know who I am. Well, aren't you just pretentious? <laughs> what, that's pretentious? I mean, so if someone's like, yo, what's no, up? I mean, like, like, just like the boss thing. Like, yeah. it's like... It's like they think they're better than you. I get that. I it mean, I boils get it. down to people thinking that they're better than you, and and they call you these things to try and pump you up. Like, bro, does that bother you? No, no, no. Because that's 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 an even keel. Because that doesn't that doesn't 
that doesn't present a, a power. It's a word. Uh, that's a word to describe your your peer. Yeah. What's up, bro? I mean, I wouldn't say it. But if he was like, "Yo, chief." Yeah. Yo. Like what? That's so. It's so patronizing. So if if the word is a word that describes a position of a higher ranking than what you are, it bothers you. I don't know, man. <laughs> You're making it sound bad. <laughs> <laughs> Should I eat this pretzel? <laughs> So what else is happening? <laughs> I was listening to, um, or actually, no, I wasn't listening. I was reading. Aren't you good? I know. I was reading uh, Jed Apatow's book, and I was reading this one guy's, uh, what was his name? It was the guy who directed Caddyshack. I don't know. He was like in Ghostbusters and not dan Aykroyd, right no it was it was like the writer and director oh, of those of harold those, ramus harold ramus and um he said that one of the guys back when they were like you know just out of college when they were doing like national lampoon stuff all that said one of the guys there he would pick he would go to a bookcase he would pick up a book start reading the book and then somewhere in in his reading switches to improv but but he did it so seamlessly that you can't tell when the reading ends and the improv begins. Wait, he would read it out loud? He would read it out loud, and he would start reading the words on the page, and then at some point switch to improving the words on the page. And he would do it so seamlessly that you can't tell when one starts one ends. That's cool. Yeah. I want to try that. <laughs> That's the extent of that. <laughs> I just think it's a cool, it's a cool like... Uh, I don't know. It's a cool skill. Is it bad that I think that's easier than just making up a story? Because you have a lot to go off of. You know characters' yeah, names. Yeah, you, you have, have setting. Yeah, you have uh, tone. Tone. You you can you can just kind of copy it. Yeah, but I mean, if you, you just mean, if you, you just making up a story as if it's something that's already a thing, or like if you just opened a book and had to make make it up from the beginning, but didn't tell anyone, that would be hard. I feel like. Yeah. But when you get a page or two or three, so to you start, get like the title. Yeah, that. And then you harder. have to make up an entire story. Yeah, because the the less information you get to go off of, the harder it is. Mm -hmm. But it is still a cool concept. Yeah, it's a cool. I mean, it's the other thing that would be hard about that is that you have um, so a real section to compare to the improv section. So then you have something to compare it against, so that you you can kind of tell. So like when you're reading off a page. It can go, you know, very, you, you, you see the words. So you're just going like, the man flew all the way to Chicago from the fucking whatever. But once you start improving, you don't have the words to read anymore. So then it starts getting, you, you start having to come up with it. And it, you start getting some ums in there. You have to match the tone. You have to yeah. match the characters and all that. So it's like kind of a... I don't know, it'd be hard to, to try and, and match something that you've already established. I get that. Yeah. The um thing is hard mm -hmm. to not have any pauses. Yeah, when you're because when you're reading it's there's very little ums because you would it's never all say there. Um. It's all there right in front of you. No, you would no ums. Then once you start making it up, you start, you know, breaking it up, having some fillers, some ums, some I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's a cool skill. 
Oh, I completely agree. Definitely a cool skill to have. Our friend David, you know David? Yeah, He's David. texting me oh, right now. Our friend David. Saying, I got first pick in the fantasy draft. Who should I pick? And I said, Antonio Brown. Uh-huh. He said, fuck, not a running back? I was thinking two running backs, then wide receiver. I know it may be dumb. Like, not Todd Gurley? I need you. I need to win this league. I said, Antonio Brown. He said, why, though? I need a pitch. He Ugh. doesn't need a... Well, when it's, somebody... I'm giving him advice. Yeah, when somebody knows as much as you as f- uh, uh, like about fantasy football, I would not ask you to pitch me the best player. <laughs> David, I know you're listening to this. Even though this will be in the future. Yeah. But just trust me. Take Antonio Brown. Yeah, David. Take Antonio Brown. It will be the best pick of your life. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt. But... Wait, are there even any running backs, like, good enough to be taken within, like, the first four I guess picks? Todd Gurley or David Johnson. I'd rather have David Johnson than Todd Gurley, but... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You, It's Antonio Brown. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. Every person who's, like, well-known in fantasy football says it. Tell him one. to take Aaron Rodgers first. <laughs> Cam Newton. <laughs> Jordan Rodgers. <laughs> Jordan Rodgers? Is he even on the roster? The classic Bachelorette winner. New Bachelor is announced. Nick from Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, wow. Nick. He's coming back to, to the real Bachelor. He's gotten second twice He's, on the Bachelor. So, so let's go over this. Let's go over this. This is going to be his fourth appearance on a Bachelor-themed TV show? Fifth. Fifth. I believe he was on Bachelor in Paradise last season, but I can't yeah, be sure. Yeah, but that's only... He's only been on two regular... Two and two, so now this will be his fifth. Two and he did two Bachelor in Paradises. And oh he yeah, two yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. So he'll have covered all three. He'll have done Bachelorettes, Bachelor in Paradises, and now the Bachelor. He'll, I think he's the only person to ever do that. Yeah. Wow, what an accomplishment. Yeah, he's like the Mike Trout of uh, of Bachelor <laughs> franchise players. Hey man, I mean, if it hasn't worked the first four times, why not try again? Sure. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you'll find love this time. That's how it works, right? I mean, if you found love the fifth time, at least I'd be like, well. That's more reasonable than just hitting one for one. I mean, he's this one is, out of five sounds pretty reasonable. <laughs> yeah, this is the best. This is the best odds he'll have well, out he, of all the shows. Well, yeah, he wins automatically. Yeah, but of actually finding someone, because uh, like a majority of the bachelors or bachelorettes don't stay with the person they choose. Well, and you show up and there's one girl and you have to like her. Yeah, he gets to now choose from thirty. Yeah, exactly. I think it'd be cool. I heard this on a show where. If the, all the girls showed up, like, be honest, you would know probably that you're not going to marry 75% of those girls from, like, the first day. Yeah, first, like, first, like, words you say to them. Yeah. I feel like when they come out Have of a conversation. the... When they come out of the limo... Maybe a little I feel more like you, I mean, you'll be able to tell which ones you, you're like, fuck no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they should just cut, cut get rid of half after the first episode. Isn't that what they do? No. How many do they have after the first episode? I think they get rid of six. Oh wow! It went from they start with twenty four, twenty four, and then Damn. you get to eighteen. They okay. should just knock off twelve. Yeah, like you, I mean, not? like be honest, JoJo. If people watch The Bachelorette, JoJo knew she was not going to pick Evan, and Evan lasted like four or five weeks. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the uh, keeping as many people on as possible gives the producers a lot of ch- a lot of choices on who to build stories off of. And yeah, more personalities mixing and clashing and shit like that. I've always wa- I've always wanted to know how much of the bachelor slash bachelorette is produced and which is, you know, 
I did hear, I listened real. to a podcast with Jordan Rogers, and he did say that it's actually less produced than we think. I would, I, I would hope so, because we're talking about people who are actually trying to, quote-unquote, fall in love here. Yeah, he said, like, yeah, the challenges are obviously, you know, very formulaic and stuff like that. He's like, but every time a guy and a girl are just talking to each other... No one's telling them what to say. Mm-hmm. He said no one ever tells anyone what to say. Yeah. They that's... may ask you a ton of questions, but they never say say this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that I would want to know what is produced is who gets kicked off, who stays for the if they have for choices the, in that. for the personality or for the story, like Chad. I'm sure that they probably said Jojo, don't vote off Chad this week. Yeah. But yeah. but what if she was like what if one time she was like I love every single other person, but yeah, Chad. Yeah, except for Chad. Um, I don't know. You'd like to think they'd be like, okay, well, if you, you know. Yeah. But that's probably. I don't know, man. If you were single, which you're not, hashtag Katie, would you, <laughs> and they offered you a spot to go on The Bachelorette, would you do it? Man, on The Bachelorette. Yeah. So it's me and a bunch of other dudes yeah. and one chick. Nah, probably not. What about The Bachelor? You are The Bachelor. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck, yeah. Maybe. I don't know, man. It's uh, uh, um, Do you think your I would family would go... be disappointed in you? Or no. Not? I don't know. My, my my family watches it. Oh, they do? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, like I, in high school, I, w- like, I saw a bunch of episodes because my mom would watch it, my sister would watch it, my little sister would watch it. But are they like, my God, this is so stupid but addicting? Is that what they say? Yeah. So would they be upset that you're on a stupid but addicting show? I don't know. They would. I think they they would like to think that I would I would be like the exception. Yeah, I think my mom would be upset, and then she'd watch the first episode and see her little boy on screen and be like, "Oh, I love it! <laughs> oh my god, there's my boy! Don't choose her; she's a bitch or something like yeah, that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except you know, my mom wouldn't say it like that. I would be weird though because because my parents would be watching it and I'd be making out with like all the girls. Yeah, <laughs> all those guys have to That's deal with weird, that. That's weird, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. That's weird. Imagine being the father of the Bachelorette and watching her just make out with tons of dudes. Yeah, and go to two fantasy suites and bang out. Yeah, 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 dude. The whole the whole concept of these of this reality television is just dumb. I think. I think it's wonderful. It's. Bachelor in Paradise is probably one of the best shows on television. <laughs> it, I'm not, I'm not doubting that, and I agree that it is, it, it's super entertaining. Yeah, like uber entertaining, like extremely entertaining. But it's the dumbest thing ever. I like, it's almost entertaining because it's dumb, you know. And then oh, when, for sure. when somebody, when somebody uh, shines through as less dumb, like the twins. They, they turned out to be super normal. Like the twins. Big fan of the twins. Daniel, he turned out to be super funny and pretty normal. And like kind of clever, but also really dumb. Yeah. Interesting combo. Yeah, but then but then you get the people like like Josh and Amanda. Ugh. Ugh. Who just make out and moan the whole episode mm. in bed. Mm. And he just eats pizza and mm. moans. Mm. Okay, I stop. <laughs> Don't, that's terrible for the poor people who are listening. <laughs> man that's gross yeah that's gnarly but i'd I'd probably do i i think i would do the bachelorette and the bachelor if i got offered you'd do both of them (laughs) you do either of them fuck it (laughs) sure i'd have a good time sure what i really want to do is the amazing race damn 
we still have to make our our tape yeah, submit yeah our submission tape i love that show and that would be so much fun 11 countries in 40 days yeah that'd be if so you much go fun. all the way to the end it's like yeah even if you lose you did all that cool stuff yeah and and there's capacity for you to be a normal person on that show oh most of them are i mean they're kind of like characters but they're not yeah. like weirdos they're all just normal people yeah just in our in our submission video we'll have to show some banter yeah well we got to be pretty uh convincing yeah what we're we're not normally good at banter no we are good at banter yeah but we gotta be better we gotta be like good at banter we gotta be be like tv good good yeah well we have to we have to have banter but show possibility for conflict (laughs) (laughs) remember when we auditioned for that game show in la yeah um what was it called it was uh, celebrity name game celebrity name game is that it yeah wow that's the one that uh (coughs) excuse me that uh chan not chandler's wife i was gonna say chandler's wife but that's very bad. oh yeah she produced it yeah, she um courtney cox courtney cox boom yeah yeah we uh, we went and auditioned and we thought we did a great job and we played the game on camera and we we had great energy and we the camera great, person had, was down with us we had great energy we did really well yeah we we, we did, yeah we succeeded we did really well uh, but I just don't think we were um, to characters enough. We weren't charactery enough. Yeah. Remember when they told us they were like, "Okay, we're gonna tell you the results of how you did, and you're gonna give us a big reaction." We're like, "Okay," and they're like, "You won," and we were like, "Oh yeah, woohoo! Like fuck yeah!" But we weren't like fucking rolling on the ground like doing backflips or some shit. I know. It's just so awkward to do that in a room with two people who yeah. clearly know you're just faking it hardcore. I feel like it might have even been better if they weren't like, we're going to tell you the results and you're going to give us a big reaction. We're like, oh, like, great. Now now it's like, what should we be... have done? Should you have like slapped me in the face and I just like <laughs> rip off your shirt? Fuck <laughs> yeah. I turn and just titty twister <laughs> and like. And I just go. And then and then we like we like chest bump and then we like start making out. <laughs> <laughs> like this is perfect TV. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sick. We should have done that. Celebrity yeah. name game. Is that show even on anymore? I don't know. Probably. I, it's a game show. Game shows do pretty well. Yeah. They're pretty. They're I was pretty also like more into. stoked to like maybe win like twenty grand. I know that was <laughs> yeah. what I was into. I was like, hell yeah, we could win some money. Yeah. That would be cool. Then we could move into a cool place. We drove all the way to L.A. from San Diego. In the same day? Did we go up and back? Yeah. Ugh. It's only It was only two hours, but two hours. I know. Yeah. What a pain in the bottom. What a pain in the bottom. Um, yeah, so we, we've been uh, writing a... We've been writing some stuff. We're writing a pilot right now. Yeah, we wrote... Uh, we're like nine pages in one of the one of the uh the things that we are trying to figure out about the pilot is that was a smooth transition but you didn't we're writing a pilot and uh no um just one of the things we're trying to figure out is is it do all do all comedies have to be serialized now pretty what, much what do you mean serialized having having a storyline go through the entire the entire series yeah like the spine of it yeah but like whatever some animals don't have spines is that true Fuck. are there any animals that don't have spines snakes 
pretty sure they have spines. Or are they just one big spine? I think they're just one big spine. What kind of animal? Oh, worms. Yeah. <laughs> just tiny snakes with not enough room to fit spines in there. They might have spines. No, I don't think they do. They don't have spines? No. F- uh, fish? They have fish spines. Fish have spines. Damn. Okay, Are maybe we're coming we do off need- dumb right now. <laughs> maybe we do need a spine. But what we were talking about was like, we were like, as we were writing, we we, we kind of reached this issue. We we don't know if it's an issue, but we were like, this kind of just seems like we're writing kind of funny sketch, funny encounter, one after the other. And we were like, is this just sketches one after the other? Or should we incorporate more of like a long-term conflict and goals and stuff that drives the story? Mm-hmm. Which, you know, saying it out loud sounds like, yes, we should. It sounds like, obviously. Yeah. But... The thing is, is that we're not just writing sketches. No, they, they don't. They are, in theory, sketches, because of because of their format in like at, like in themselves. Like they have, yeah. you know, like oh, this is a weird thing, and then it hits on the weird thing again, and then it hits on the weird thing again, and and it fucking escalates to like the craziest thing that would happen. Yeah, they're all encounters that are based on true stories, though. But the thing that I think redeems it, instead of being just like a sketch show it's is that it they all fit together yeah they do at a little bit like you know our show is about two guys working at a, at a production company and everything that they're dealing with is like them trying to get stuff done for their bosses and they work at the same company so a lot of the encounters that they go through in their day is either together or separate but they're all doing it to make money so they can live in the city and buy a better apartment. So, I mean, there is a little bit of a backbone to it, but it's not as, like, deliberate as, like, this episode's about yeah. Tom and Clark <clears throat> trying to win Tom's girlfriend back. Like, it's not, like, really, really bottled up yeah. goals in each episode. Mm-hmm. And does that matter? I don't really think so. I think we can kind of just I have think, fun with it and go free. I think so, too, as long as, I mean, ob- yeah, I think we can because we're not going we like We can do whatever we want. Yeah, fuck it. There's no rules. We're not we're not like making one scene of, uh in a bodega, but is it bodega or bodega? I like saying bodega. It's not like we're making one scene in a bodega and then the next scene in like space. Yet? Yet? Yeah, there's but I mean there are no rules besides like big rules like in show writing. There's there are no, I mean, we can do whatever we want. Yeah, dude. That's our that's our uh theme. There Dude, are no rules. As, there are no rules. As Thomas Edison once said, hell, there are no rules here. We're trying to accomplish something. Wow, I butchered that. Hell, there are no rules here. We're trying to accomplish something. All right, we'll edit that first one out. Yeah. That's a great phrase. That is. That's fantastic. I like that I phrase. think we should live our life as Thomas Edison says we should. Yeah. There are no rules. 100%. Do you know what Thomas Edison did? He invented electricity. Yeah. He didn't discover it, though. We talked about this a little bit, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, ben, I was like, Ben Franklin discovered my... it, right? With the lightning? Oh, Ben Franklin. That's what it was. But Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. Yeah. Okay, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was Ben Franklin, though. That's the thing that I was like, how is he, how is he yeah, flying Yeah, the, the story goes that storm. it was raining. Yeah, how is it? In, if in it was a, raining, how's that kite in rain, the air? If it's pouring rain, how is that kite in the air? How is it being fl- flown so that the key is up there and in, in the, the lightning hits it? Yeah, I can't, that's BS, man. That Dude, kite can't fly in a storm. 
Unless Sorry. It, unless it was just unless it was just super windy and it wasn't raining. But I'm then all it in was on just that. Like, and then there was just like lightning and thunder. Yeah, but the rumor was every time I've seen it recreated, it was raining. I know. Like, <laughs> like there's a scene in Fairly Odd Parents where he does that. And oh it's yeah. Raining and it's like, and then it hits the kite. But I just don't see how a kite could fly in the pouring rain. There's a scene in the show Two and a Half Men. Uh, where the little kid, I forget his name. Um, Jake in the show. Jake, yeah, Jake in the show. He plays Ben Franklin in a play in his little elementary school, and then he's left out in the rain with his kite because his parents forget because they forget to pick him up. But it was like the joke, Ben Franklin in the rain with his kite. So the rain thing is well documented. Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit, Ben Franklin. Yeah. I'm out on Ben Franklin. In on Thomas Edison. Yeah, Tom Tom Edison did. Yeah, Tommy E's sick. Tom Edison is dope. Benny F out. Yeah, Tom Edison, he didn't invent the uh, idea of electricity. He used electricity in his inventions. Yeah, anyone can think of something, but you have to apply it for you to be. Yeah, actually dude, successful. think of something right now. P- pre-game van, boom. Oh, but fuck! I gotta make it before I. That, ooh, I thought of it. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Well. Uh, can you uh, can you eat a goldfish for me real quick? I think that brings us perfectly into our sparkle and farkle of the week. Hmm. <clears throat> um, As you know, the sparkle is something positive that happened to you this week, and the farkle is something that happened that was negative. Mm-hmm. We'll start with the we'll start with the negative, so we can go out on a positive. As always, Craig, do you have something on deck? Uh, I I, ca- I kind of do. Okay. Um, this is a farkle. This is a farkle. We're having some house issues. Oh. We haven't had gas for a month. Oh. Our landlord's a piece of shit. And we're trying to break our lease. And it's a lot of work. And we're trying to figure it out. And we are trying to find places that we like in different areas of Brooklyn or maybe Manhattan. And it's hard. We went and looked at a place today in Williamsburg, and it was underground and dirty and small and dark and scary. And then... And the tile floors did not help. No. And then that was like the only place, and it was in a great area, but it was in the only place in like all of Williamsburg that was affordable for us. And it's just a struggle. I don't <laughs> like it. I want more money. <laughs> money, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah, not that was a bummer going in there. I was like, we went, we were outside oh, on the lovely. street by a Whole the, Foods. The, by a Whole Foods, the the building that it was in, we were like, oh, oh, this is a great building. It looked clean on the outside, and then and then uh, the the realtor lady comes ascends from the steps, yeah, emerges below, from the dungeon, <laughs> from below the building. We're like, oh, oh no, no wonder <laughs> this is available. Damn, no wonder it's only a little money yeah oh man well my farkle of the week had to do with work i uh i got sent on a run Uh, a run for all you people who aren't office pas uh is when they send you to go get things first for people in the office anyway i was on a run and uh they they called me up when i was in the office i was on another floor they said you need to go on a run right now it's urgent so I, they send me before they even tell me what it is. I get a text on the way there. You need to go to B&H Photo and LVR Rental House. And I go to B&H Photo. And apparently, they put in the orders while I was on my way there. So I get to B&H, and they didn't even have the thing they ordered. And they nobody told me. So I get there, nothing for me to pick up. 
So that's the beginning of this farkle. I walk another four or five blocks to LVR. They happen to be close to each other. And I, and I say, I get there, I say, pick up. And they, they give me, they say, here's, here's the pickup for, for left, right. And we, and left, I, right is the company. To left, right is the company. At. And I bring it all the way back on, it's a big, it's like not big, but it's like a box. That's kind of heavy. It's got a, a big, you know, uh, like a cinema lens in it. Kind of heavy. So I, I, it's not big enough to where I'm like, I need a, a car back. So I, I carry it all the way to the subway and then come all the way back. I get back and they go, Oh, where's the other thing? I'm like, oh, B&H didn't have it. They said, no, the other thing from LVR. I was like, what? They only told me this is the, they said this is the only thing they have. And they were about to send me all the way back to LVR for another, you know, 40 minute ride there. But then my, it then turned into like a little sparkle because they sent someone else. Like sparkle lining. Yeah, sparkle lining to that farkle. Yeah. Yeah. But the the rest of it, but while it was happening, I was just so bummed. Oh, there's nothing. I mean, being a PA is super fun when you just do things that people don't want to do. Yeah. That's your whole life. It, it just, it bummed me out because they just didn't have, they weren't prepared to have me go, but they sent me anyway, you know? Yeah. P- being a PA is making everyone else's life convenient except your own. Yeah. I mean, I'll do it, but I'm not going to like it. <laughs> but I'm not gonna go back. <laughs> no, I I am very uh, uh, disclaimer. I'm very happy to have a job at Left Right Production. What's your sparkle? I bought a plant. Oh yeah, Larry. I, I I bought Larry. He's a little lavender plant, and he I got him from the Union Square Farmers Market, and I love him, and I'm watering him, and I got a little pot for him, and I when I leave, I put him in spots in the room where there's sunlight. And uh, he smells good. Yeah, and I'm into Larry's smell. Larry, uh, weirdly, like when you just stick your nose in him, yeah, he smells like cinnamon. Yeah, because he's a youngin, so maybe it's some weird maybe young it's smell. Maybe like the juvenile smell. Ha- a spicier cinnamony smell. But when yeah. you rub his little leavies and put them up to your nose, he smells like lavender. Yeah, then it just smells like straight up lavender. So I'm excited. I I do have a connection to this to this plant. I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it is your friend. I've it never, your... I've never had a living thing before. I mean, I, my parents, like growing up, I had dogs and still. I mean, but your parent, your parents took care of it. I mean, yeah, much. I've never actually owned personally a living thing. Mm. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, I might have to get myself a Larry. Yeah, I'm gonna get a lavender plant and name it Larry too. <laughs> uh, I think my Larry will hate that. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. I'll just call him Larry Two, and then just call him Two. Name him David. You have Larry David. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll do that. Um, let's see. My sparkle for the week. I would... Uh, man. You got, you got to start learning to think about... I them. know. I'm just so engrossed in your stories <laughs> that I just like listening to people, dude. I like That's good. You're in the moment. Yeah. In the moment. Not thinking about what I was going to say. Um, but uh, I'd say the sparkle was... Uh, no, I said that... I was going to say the commercial, but I said that as my sparkle last week because I got the commercial. I well, did the commercial this week. Aren't you just a big shot? Oh, man. I would say, I could say this, my sparkle this week is that, oh, that's a next week thing. Oh, Lord. Uh, what happened this week yet. that was good? <laughs> um, 
I would say that the best thing that happened to me this week, I don't know, we, oh, that was, you know what was fun? Was when we made my audition tape. You're right, what for? We made a, an audition tape for UCB's uh, mod team, sketch night, <laughs> mod team sketch night. Uh, and I did some characters, uh, of which you heard some last week. Yeah, he, I, he I performed practiced them out. I did them. I did them. We recorded them. I edited it together in a two-and-a-half-minute video, and uh, I sent it off. He put and his dreams in a little file and I, sent them off. I put my, yeah, I put my dreams on a YouTube link and, and sent them to the uh, artistic director at the Upright Citizens Brigade. Well, good luck. Thank you, dude. I don't I don't find out about this first round until uh, September twenty seventh. Gotcha. Even if it's yes or no. Yeah. Well, there's like oh, there's like a bunch of rounds. So like September twenty seventh, I find out if they want me to come back for the next round. Then the next round is October fourteenth, uh, and it's a live audition where you do characters. It's like five minutes, and then if you get past that round, then there's they have you come one? in again in november and do a prepared scene with a few other people Hmm. yeah wow that's a lot yeah and then you probably don't find out until december so it's a very extended process well this is the beginning of a very rewarding journey very rewarding journey all right well i think this kind of brings us to the end of the episode yeah hopefully your journey can end with this podcast going from unpaid programming to paid to paid programming remember we've been brought to you by nice weather we sure have. Uh, we're going to go finish our Saturday night with who knows what. I may go out and purchase some lovely Montauk beer. Mmm, Montauk beer. Love that Montauk beer. Driftwood and Summer Ale is what I've had. I'm looking for a third one. Hopefully one of the local grocery stores sells it. But we'll see. We'll see. Hey, how about we go get paid? Let's go get paid, man. Get that money. Let's get down.